WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. All right, this is Impact Exposure, or should I say Impact Sexposure, as we do the first Tuesday of every month. We are joined, of course, in studio by a large group of All-In Health Center people. Uh, why don't we go around and uh, say, the, say who we are and uh, say hello to everybody. We'll start on this side. All right. Hi, this is Christy. Happy Mardi Gras, by the way. Yes. <laughs> hey, this is Erin. I'm Christy, too. Julia. I'm Evan, the uh, creator and host of the internationally recognized program, <laughs> Pimpology. It's about the relationship. That's selfless promotion. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love That's it. what we're here for, though, promotion. This is Dr. D. All right. Welcome aboard. Well, of course, uh, this is Sexposure, our chance to talk about all the uh, issues affecting the uh, student body on campus. Uh, a lot of great stuff to touch on today, really. I mean, uh, oh, you have to say it that way. I, that's, a lot of great I think stuff it's a clever on. play on yeah, words. Yeah. We've used that before, so why, why turn it down? <laughs> Sometimes I wish they would just kind of tape the first ten minutes before we actually go on the air. Because <laughs> I think it would be just today was one of those days. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah. else yeah. Uh, as we discuss what we're going to talk about today. If it was germane to put on germane, air, right. and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, uh, you know, we'll start with, um, with this right away. Uh, we always have our question of the day. Let's yes. go ahead and get that started. Uh, now, Dr. D, what is our question of the day today? Well, you know, we had this long conversation in the office today, Wes. Thank you for asking. Certainly. Uh, <laughs> where Aaron disagreed with me. I said we should ask people to call in with their personal experiences. So the question of the day would be, what is the most sensuous thing you have done with a partner since it's Valentine's Day coming up? Now, Aaron says nobody's going to call in. Nobody's going to call in with a personal challenge right there. And so if you call in, we'll, we will give you that complimentary prize pack, which will be really energized with some great things, new flavored uh, lubes, extra large condoms. Extra large condoms. <laughs> so They're big. You call in and you tell us your most, now hear me and hear us, sensuous thing you've ever done with your partner. So please. Prove Aaron wrong. And the number for that right there, 432-3893. Again, 432-3893. What is the most sensuous thing you've done with a partner? And, of course, a prize pack is in the works for you if you manage to uh, you know, work up the nerve to tell us on air. Oh, that, uh, you, you don't think so, Dr. D? I think they'll, I think they'll call in. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. Prove us wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, you know, in addition to the question of the day, we're also extending another invitation uh, here in the studio. Yeah. That's right. The Impact has a huge contest going on. We do. We do. on the website. So, Wes, tell us about the contest. Well, it is uh, the Impact Love Contest. Of course, <laughs> if you've been listening to the station, you've uh, no doubt heard some of our promos for it. But we are uh, on our website. We've got it all set up for you to, uh, to, to visit our website, send us your most uh, romantic Valentine's Day story, uh, win uh, your chance to win dinner at Clada Irish Pub, flowers from B.A. Florist, gift certificate from Douglas J., two tickets to the Vagina Monologues, and of course, runners-up score gift certificates to either uh, Bravo or uh, Mitchell's Fish Market. So uh, definitely, you know, a great contest to get involved with, but we're kind of making a little special tonight. Uh-huh. We are, and you yeah. know, I just have to put a plug for B.A. Florist, because I demanded flowers yesterday, still have not gotten flowers, Ooh. so this is your chance. Called out. <laughs> <laughs> To get flowers on your own accord. But we love guests. We love oh, guests on this show. Yeah. Um, not just calling guests. So the first couple to uh, come down and visit us at the station, mm-hmm. where can we tell them our location? Oh, uh, by all out? means, yeah. G4 Holden Hall. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so the first couple to show up at the station, come in and tell us your romantic story. We'll get entered into the contest to win. And um, it'll be exciting. So come visit us. Absolutely. And, and if you do come, we'll not only give you a prize pack, but we'll throw in Sexual Etiquette 101, the most famous book on campus having to do with sexuality. So come on down here and prove Aaron wrong right on air that you will talk about your most sensuous thing. Yeah, I mean, right. it's, a, it's a heck of a deal. So if, if anyone's got the nerve to come down and talk on air about their most romantic oh, Valentine's Day. They'll do it. They'll be here. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, this is all building up to, to Valentine's Day, which is uh, coming up rapidly for those of us who have yet to, to do anything, uh, to have any plans, which <laughs> I am guilty of. But uh, <laughs> Have you been demanded flowers yet, Wes? <laughs> it's, it's not so much a demand, but more subtle. Just like, oh, this nice. should be here, this should happen. So yeah. That's a healthy relationship. I hope so. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, Valentine's Day is tricky, and Dennis always wants me to talk about um, my philosophy of not being alone on Valentine's Day, but being with yourself. So uh, so the lucky few that get to be with themselves on Valentine's Day, um, we've got lots of things at Olin Health Center, you know, to, to provide you with. All kinds of ways to love yourself. <laughs> I knew she'd get that on yeah, we'll see. seven minutes. Seven minutes in. Seven minutes into the show, she has to say masturbation. Yes, she does. Okay. Do. Well, you know, I think it's an important point. We're going to talk about Valentine's Day, and everyone, you know, you see all the commercials, you see all the media, you see everybody talking about couples and buying chocolates and flowers and stuff. But there are a lot of people who choose not to be with a partner or who are not with a partner or recently left a relationship when, when this time of year can be really kind of devastating. And, and I think that it's also time to realize that Valentine's Day is about loving yourself, not just in, in the way that <laughs> we sometimes joke about, but really loving yourself and caring about yourself and facing your aloneness and stuff. So, I mean, so if you're not with somebody and, and you feel, you, you know, you feel sad about that or whatever, just remember that, you know, you're brought into this, this world alone and sometimes facing your aloneness is a good thing uh, before you go back into a relationship too so i'll make sure and go out and treat yourself you know mm-hmm. when i was when i was alone i used to go to movies and, and dinner by myself and i loved it you know i didn't i could talk to myself you know i thought i was schizophrenic <laughs> but <laughs> it's great to go out and do stuff by yourself because you so. just talk back too yeah well yeah you know especially in the wine talk back you know kind of so, well i do that, want to get that out there that reminds me of something else we've talked about in the show before is the, is the difference between what you mentioned about being lonely and being alone mm-hmm. and i think this is definitely a great way to sort of find out the difference between that and you know, something about yourself, really. Well, you know, there's a program coming up doing Women's Sexuality Month, Healthy Relationships. And to me, and Alan and I, and many of us have talked about this part of being in a healthy relationship, is realizing why you want to be in it and and, and not facing your aloneness because it kind of sounds hallmarkish, but really kind of spending some time figuring out who you are, what you want in a relationship, and what you need. Because sometimes people just get into relationships and they lose their whole individual identity. It all becomes about the couple. It all becomes about that. And everything's around that and then you kind of lose yourself so i think sometimes you know there is a big difference between being alone and being lonely i mean i love being alone sometimes i don't necessarily like being lonely i don't think any of you would either well and i think evan you touch on that in pathology too talking about it's about the relationship but really you go you delve a little bit deeper than that and you talk about the individual for a while definitely one of the things we start out with in the show um, is really a relationship uh, kind of profile test where people answer questions about what they're like in a relationship. And the reason we do that, the reason I created that part of the show, um, is so that they can really look at both the, the relationship and themselves to try to approach, um, you know, what things uh, in who they really are being in the relationship and how that's affecting them. Some of the most uh, difficult breakups that I've seen 
um, as a mentor and as a friend, I think has been um, really when people, um, as Dennis said, lose their identity in a relationship and they stop progressing um, as one person in as kind of this team and it becomes all about, uh, you know, this other person. Um, so anytime you can step back and really evaluate who you are and find your own identity, I think um, just it goes leaps and bounds um, for creating a strong relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's something I don't think people really consider right away when they think of, you know, Valentine's Day, but it, it is a very important part. Definitely. So, yeah. I think, so, you know, while you're out there hopefully getting the flowers and the chocolates, <laughs> uh, you're also thinking about, uh, you know, what you're doing to make sure that you're happy where you're at in the relationship and to make sure that you're really happy with yourself and your body image uh, and your uh, kind of appearance. Certainly. Yeah, buy yourself some chocolates. Yeah. Aaron, <laughs> buy yourself some flowers. I, I mean, want to buy myself some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's lost. Right. I get flowers. <laughs> uh, the truth comes out. This isn't a romantic <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, I think Evan makes some very good points about relationships, and, and you do have to step back sometimes and look at it because uh, you got to be comfortable with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. go go out with yourself and, and be comfortable with that and, and feel good uh, about it. So. Absolutely, and I just want to point out that we're 11 minutes into the show and no one has called in yet. Mm-hmm. So I Four, win. 432-3893 to prove Aaron wrong. <laughs> we're waiting for the onslaught. And, and, and of course the question, uh, what is the most sensuous thing you've done with a partner? Now, should we clarify what sensuous is? And maybe people might be confused as to what we well, mean I by think that. Part I think that... define it. I think everybody kind of yeah. has their own idea of what sensuous is, so... Yeah. And who the, wants to kick it yeah. off? Who's going to volunteer? They're all looking right? at us like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Zachary, <laughs> you can start. <laughs> I agree. Oh, you can start with me. Okay. Yeah. See, we got people coming into the studio already. They're all Let's coming hope here. They're to, for here for us. Right. They're coming here to talk. So you're down Let's there define sensuous then before they come in. Well, no, well, if they're here, well, we'll, we'll just talk about it. You know, uh, we all have senses. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, as we talk about how to make an experience, fulfilling and that you can really kind of get on so many different levels. I mean, sex is sex is terribly overrated. I'm sorry. Sex is terribly <laughs> overrated and, and sexuality is. Just think of, of the senses you have of smell and visual and touch and auditory and stuff and things that, that when you're a baby, I mean, sometimes we, we forget that we were all babies at one time, so we were born with these senses. We discovered the world with these senses. And it was such a... It's, all you need to do sometimes is spend a few minutes with a baby. And see how they, they, they touch the world and how they smell the world and how they, they just kind of brighten up and they smile and stuff. It's because they're using their senses to take in the world. We kind of shut those down mm-hmm. when we get to a certain age and we say, okay, it's all got to be about touch or it's all got to be about one sense. And we forget all the different senses and, and we don't really mm-hmm. embrace that. <laughs> Some of the most sensuous things you can do with your partners are, I won't say it because I think we have people here, don't we? We may. I, you know what? I, honestly, I believe those might be new hires. I don't think they're here for the uh, contest. I believe they're just people who are, who are fresh to the impact. <laughs> oh, we're gonna yeah. we're, I think like a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Aww. Do you all want to come in and talk on the radio? Oh, I think they do. Come on in. Oh, good. Amanda, our well, lovely I'm training director, is here as well. Host. Now I'm the training director, and these are people who, this is this is their training session for our internet station, so they've actually never talked on the radio, and now they can. And now they're here for sex. Well, I don't think we're going to ask them what their most sensuous experience is then. We'll leave that with them. <laughs> Hi, Amanda, how are you doing? Definitely. Doing good. Right. Thanks for coming in. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll let you get back to, uh, to talking about sex exposure. Sex on the air, of course. <laughs> 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 
Well, if anybody else would like to come visit us, please feel free. Certainly. We're still looking for that first person to come down to G4 Holden Hall, tell us uh, their most romantic Valentine's Day story for a chance to, or to enter to win the Impact uh, Love Contest. And, of course, we're still looking for callers for the question, what is the most sensuous thing you've done with a partner? The number for that, 432-3893. So we have a ton of other events that I want to run down. Yeah, we got a lot. We're looking at In the News today, and In the News is chocked full of stuff. So upcoming next week uh, are the Vagina Monologues. And we actually have invited the co-directors to call in tonight. So at some point they'll call in and give us the rundown of what Vagina Monologues are about. Um, But uh, hopefully they'll also answer a great trivia question. I don't know how many of you know um, how many years the Vagina Monologues have actually been on campus. And MSU was one of the first places that Vagina Monologues was able to debut with Little to no fuss, although there were, I'm sure there were some protests. Um, but it's exciting to have them back again. And um, I just like to say the word vagina on air. So. <laughs> go hit, hit us with a, a, a three blast of vagina. Go for what? it. Oh, vagina, vagina, vagina. There you go. I knew, I knew you could see you're bottling it up. I, I couldn't stand to see you so in pain. Excited like that. over here. <laughs> we got someone calling in right now. This may be the directors. This may be someone answer our question. Ooh, Who knows? See. So let's find out. You're on the air with uh, Sexposure. Go ahead. Hi, I was just calling in with a sensuous experience. Oh, thank you. Well, go ahead. Let us know. <laughs> Dr. D is excited. You guys excited. are having callers, so I thought I'd call in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've, most of the guys I've dated have been like musicians, and sensuous to me is always when they just show off that craft. Like My most sensuous experiences have just been sitting and listening to them play. It doesn't. We don't even have to talk. It's just a nice way to get to know each other and for him to express his feelings without ever saying anything. Thank you. Thank you. Did I say thank you for calling in? And and, and not to prove my point, but to prove the point of sensuousness and also to prove Aaron wrong that nobody would call in. Uh, that's, that's what it's all about. I think some of the most sensuous experiences are people who go out and just enjoy a sunset or, mm-hmm. or cook a meal together. Or listen to music. You know that those can be some of the most bonding and sensuous experiences that are out there. So thank you for calling in. Certainly, yeah, that's, that definitely touches on what we were talking about earlier. The, the sensuous. That's definitely a, you know the, mm-hmm. the, the sense of hearing. So mm-hmm. we'll hook Do, you up with a prize pack. Absolutely. So stay in the line. We'll get all your info and hook you up with that prize pack full of lube and condoms and who knows what else. <laughs> and, and continue to call in because I'm on a roll with Aaron. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, he gets one and he's on a roll. <laughs> We do the want to hear. Got to start somewhere. We do <laughs> want to hear your sensuous experiences because uh, you know, as we talk a lot about sexuality, sensuality is is kind of the groundwork for sexuality, mm-hmm. and it really is where you kind of find that bonding experiences and where you find the memories. I mean, come on, how many people remember their orgasms? But you can the lady who just called in. <laughs> I sure enough looked at you when I said that. Uh, <laughs> He's looking at me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> But, but but honestly, you remember the the things that really tug at your emotions, and the, the the activate your senses. You know, the sunset, the concerts, the cooking a meal together, and stuff. You know, the sex is yeah, sex can be great, but it's not the thing that's usually memorable. Mm-hmm. But, so other things. Yeah, absolutely. So it's Women's Healthy Sexuality Month, and we're celebrating sexuality um, all month long, and we have a ton of events going on. Vagina monologues included, pimpologies included. Um, we're going to talk about those events further. Um, but today's Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, which is huge for a lot of people. <laughs> Why love, are you I laughing? I love this thing. It's the Dr. best. 
Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I made brownies today. I made cupcakes. There you go. See, it's yeah. good. I ate them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. patchkeys too. You know, you can. Is, am I saying it right? I'm not from there. Yeah. Oh, oh, I pushed it on air. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was trying to chime in and be in with. Oh, so right. close. close. That is pretty good because that's like kind of how you spell it. So, okay. All right. You know, yeah. There's no end. Right. Half, right. half credit. In this oh. word, right. so yeah. you're good. All right. All right. <laughs> well, at any rate, you know, definitely, definitely a pastry. Definitely something. That's, definitely you know. uh, a possibility for a sensuous experience. Mm-hmm. Feeding each other punchkis. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. There you go. How hot yeah. is that? That that to me, that's that's it. <laughs> Gets that deep heart right there because he's a youper. <laughs> Um, so I have Fat Tuesday on here, and then we're, while we're talking about Fat Tuesday, um, Jessica Weiner is coming to campus. Yes. <laughs> Nobody. All right. Um, Jessica Weiner. For those of you who don't know who she is, she is the actual the self esteem. Um, basically, she's a self esteem expert. She's the international spokesperson for the Dove Self Esteem Fund. So if anyone see the Dove commercials, things like that, she is she's the spokesperson for that and ruby which is the group on campus called respecting and understanding body image we have raised a great deal of money to bring her to campus to speak Mm -hmm. Um, we believe very soundly in her cause Uh, she she comes from a background of an eating disorder and we're bringing her to the wharton center at eight Mm o'clock february 12th that is a tuesday to just come and talk, talk about, uh, she's going to give some video clips, do some storytelling, personal experiences, and we're just hoping that she's going to deliver that message of hope and clarity to students on campus who battle the media images, mm-hmm. the negative, the negativity that is constantly surrounding um, women and men regarding how you should look and how you should feel, and the word fat. Mm-hmm. You know, one of Jessica, and personally, Jessica Weiner is a great name for a self-esteem expert. <laughs> I notice how everyone great. cracked up in this room. Weiner, Weiner, Weiner. We can all say it. <laughs> We're still trying. And We're still, still trying. trying. It's still funny. But, um, she usually makes fun of herself on her website, too. Exactly. So, I mean, she's yeah. got a great humor about her last name. But it is true that, that so much of this is connected. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking, it's Women's Healthy Sexuality Month, and um, Jessica's coming, and she's going to talk about how fat is not a feeling. And today's Fat Tuesday, and there was this article in the state news about making sure you eat veg- fruit and vegetables at the same time you're eating your punchkis. And Jessica's going to talk about how it's so not about that. It's mm-hmm. about so much more. And, um... And I think, you know, my question was, how are all of these connected? You know, so I, I think, how do you guys see all of these events being connected? Well, personally, um, a lot of people, healthy sexuality can come with, um, needs to go hand in hand with feeling good about yourself. And as we all know, there are so many body image issues, uh, you know, surrounding everybody. And if we just want to encourage that getting that healthy sense of self and we believe that that can really translate into and really enhance your sexuality, whether it could be even healthier than you may think it is. So it's just, I mean, that's kind of, I feel like I'm rambling, but am you know, I making sense? <laughs> you make a lot know, of good points. <laughs> making sense. I, yeah. I feel really passionate about this this subject, so it's good to be here. Evan, were you going to say something? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it all, again, connects back to um, how you feel yourself and how you feel in the relationship. And uh, I think all of these different events are really um, s- stressing different ways that you can look at, um, you know, at either yourself or different kinds of relationships to try to 
um, kind of strengthen those ties. Yeah. And just, just want to jump in because you were talking about being okay with yourself before you can really be okay in a relationship. And it sounds so cliche because I heard it for years. I've only been in my first relationship now for a year and a month. And I heard that for years and years and years. And I'm just like, you know what, whatever. And I myself had body image issues and kind of felt like that was what was holding me back. And as I got involved in Olin and heard about some of the resources that they offer and the idea of intuitive eating and been involved in Ruby and things like that, I've come to understand something about myself. And now that I'm in this relationship, I'm finding that I'm not meshing like completely with this person, you know, becoming just, you know, one entity. I'm maintaining myself and I'm feeling good about myself. And it just brings so much more like healthiness to our relationship. So I really identify with what you were saying. It's, it sounds cliche, but it really is true. It really, really is true. Being okay with yourself will only increase, Mm -hmm. you know, your happiness in other relationships. Definitely. And I think, you know, we, we are trying even more now together to blend sexual health and nutrition. And we've created this program, Christy's been super involved with, um, called Sexual Appetites. We're talking about the combination of food and sex. And we talk about aphrodisiacs and a little bit of that, but we also talk about um, being comfortable with food and how important that is and how sensuous that can be within a relationship. Um, and so, Christy, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great program. We're going to try it out for the first time at Holmes Hall um, next Wednesday, February 13th. And the day before Valentine's Day, so um, if you want to go check it out, um, you might get some good ideas for some Valentine's Day activities or something. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of have a little game show going with it. We're going to try to have two couples verse each other to try to make the most sensuous dish of food that you could come up with using the cafeteria food, which, I mean, (laughs) we'll see how that goes. It can be done. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It can be done because... Um, you know, some aphrodisiacs like are well, more well known than other. I'm sorry, others. But you know, you can really come up with anything that you feel is sensuous, and that's kind of what the lesson learned behind it is. Also about communication. It's a great way to communicate with your partner. So. And I've heard some students on campus that are really excited about that. So let's hear that date and time again, just so they can jot it down. Yeah, February thirteenth, seven p.m. at Holmes Hall, and you don't have to have a calf pass to go to it. Because it's the um, room next to the cafeteria yep. up the stairs. Of course, it's, it's the night after so. Jessica Wiener, so you can yeah. do one than the other. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A whole slew of events. And this week, um, talking about positive sexuality, um, Evan is doing the Pimpology show yeah. this Thursday. That's right. Uh, this Thursday uh, in the Brody Building, room C and D, if you're interested, uh, it'll be at 8 p.m. Uh, on February 7th. And uh, to some people, it might sound strange that uh, we're doing a show called Pimpology. It's about the relationship during Women's Healthy Sexuality Week. And um, really, the reason behind the name, and one of the reasons I chose um, this name for the program, uh, is it showing that uh, being a player or being a pimp is, isn't going to create the kinds of relationships that um, are really enduring and that are going to be meaningful in the long run and that are going to create really relationships uh, uh, that are healthy. And I think throughout the show, through the five different parts uh, that are called the catalyst, the hookup, the score, the binge, and the break, we we look at not only being yourself in the relationship, 
Uh, but we also look at some very cool sex positions that are performed <laughs> live in the Brody uh, in the Brody buildings. Be excited! Yeah. This program is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. I went last year. It was awesome. And we also look at um, drinking. They do have their clothes on. And just kind of all the different ways that these things play into a relationship. So if you're interested, we'd love to have you there. Uh, 8 p.m. February 7th in the Brody Building. And all these events can be found on the Olin website. So if you visit olin.msu.edu, they are all listed right there on our main page so you can um, get a rundown of what's going on for Women's Healthy Sexuality Month in case you missed the dates. Um, but we're still looking for callers. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, 432-3893. Looking for uh, the answer to our question of the day, uh, what is the most sensuous thing you've done with a partner? And, of course, in addition to the uh, the, the call-in offer, we're extending to you a, a come-visit-us-in-person offer to uh, come down here to our studios in G4 Holden Hall and tell us about your most romantic Valentine's Day story because, uh, uh, of course, that's part of the Impact Love Contest filled with all sorts of goodies. So we'll definitely enter you into that contest if you're brave enough to come over to uh, G4 Holden Hall. We won't just enter you into the contest. We'll give you the prize pack. We'll give you the prize pack with the book and everything. Exactly. It's and I want to go back to Evan. You were talking, you started to talk about the title, Pimpology. And um, I've had to defend that at least three times this week. <laughs> we're already doing Women's Healthy Sexuality Month. And the next day you're doing, uh, we're doing walk-in testing for Black Women's right. Awareness. And now you're talking about Pimpology. And um, so I've had to defend it on multiple levels. How do you deal with that? Well, first of all, thank you for defending it. Um, really, I was looking to create a program that um, students would be excited about going to, and especially students that might not come to traditional educational programming. And we see um, students, you know, from all over campus, even some from East Lansing, from uh, Lansing Community College come to the show. Uh, and really it's about um, creating something I think that they're interested in and also addresses the issues that I think are talked about a lot in kind of college culture, but um, very seldomly talked about seriously. Um, and by, uh, I think, kind of creating a buzz around some of these mm -hmm. issues, it, we're really able to um, kind of open the door to, you know, starting up this discussion. Absolutely. Last year, I could tell when I went, there were some people that were surprised <clears throat> that came for Pimpology and got something, you know, not what they quite what they expected, but I think some people left with kind of a different point of view. Definitely. You know, and I hear quite a lot that, you know, uh, I wasn't, it wasn't what I expected, but what I got was still really entertaining um, and very educational as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that uh, it really does kind of start that discussion on a lot of issues from sex to drinking um, to just being yourself in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And all these events are part of Women's Healthy Sexuality Month, but that doesn't mean that the audience is limited to women only. I think sometimes that gets, you know, people will get the impression that, oh, it's, it's a girl's space. Well, it's not. It's open for everybody. And I think the more times we bring together um, all the genders uh, to have that conversation and, and to uh, talk about these issues openly with each other, it, it just increases that communication. Absolutely. Yeah. So. so we've definitely got a lot more going on here. But I mean, we've got Pimpology. We've got uh, you know all, all part of Women's Healthy Sexuality Month. Uh, Jessica Weiner, sexual, sexual Appetites. So much going on this month. Oh, we do. You know, I think I want to go back just for a minute to your question about how are these all connected? Because mm -hmm. you know, uh, 
Because you, you, you kind of hit, hit on it when we talk about what, what is healthy sexuality, because we always use that term, and sometimes it just so, sounds so damn clinical. Mm-hmm. Healthy sexuality, <laughs> which means, you know, free of STIs and free of an unwanted pregnancy and in a, a relationship where, where you're not abused. All those things are important. But I, I think about Fat Tuesday. Let's start with that. You know, it's Fat mm-hmm. Tuesday thing. Uh, the article on the front page today was, you know, uh, we got calls at our office saying, tell, you know, tell us to tell the people that eating a punchki was bad. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing bad about a punchki. Well, then tell them that they, if they eat a punchki, they have to eat nine to ten vegetables afterwards. Why don't we just create a, a broccoli punchki then and cover all of that? <laughs> it, it, it's so it's so ludicrous sometimes when people label things as bad and good, mm-hmm. and, and you know there, there's bad eating and there's good eating and then there's bad sex and there's good sex and it's really it's all relative because you really have to kind of approach it and say I need to be as educated as as possible about these things and then I'll make a decision that's clear in my, my, my mind even if there's consequences if there's consequences to eat a punchy yeah so you get what freaking 60 calories of fat so who cares that's not going to kill you right then and there you know but but people go into it and they'll say it's I can't eat that I can't eat that because if I eat that I have to run five miles tonight or I have to eat four vegetables tomorrow that to me to me is unhealthy and so how are all these things connected well healthy sexuality is not just about the right positions to use, mm-hmm. the right condoms to wear. It's about body image. It's about who you are as a male or female. It's about how you dress. It's about everything. Healthy sexuality is everything you are as a male or female. What shows you you watch on TV. It's about all of that. It's about how you you get into a relationship, how you get out of a relationship. You know, I mean, if you look at one of the, probably the major problems on this campus, if you talk to the counseling center or any of the folks on campus, they'll say breakups and relationships are the things that bring people into the counseling center more than anything else. I mean, have any of you ever had a class in relationships? Any of you? No. No. Silence tells you no. No class, not at all, except for pimpology. (laughs) 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 I'm doing some selfless promotion for everyone. But uh, nobody's ever been through one. But we all want to be in one. It's kind of like being a parent. You know, a lot of people want to be parents, but nobody ever goes through a parenting class. And then we. I don't think we all want to be in one. I would argue that not everybody wants to be in a relationship. Well, everybody wants to relate. You can't live, okay. you know, alone. So you want to relate, but you don't really know. Who ever teaches you how to relate? Does anybody ever t- teach you? I was taught to play nice with others in kindergarten. I think that was the last <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, where did I get yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got you sitting in the corner, time out, right? <laughs> but, but nobody really teaches you how to be in a relationship. If you don't learn it from your parents by vicariously watching them, uh, and hopefully they know how to do it. Nobody really teaches you any of mm-hmm. that. So healthy sexuality is, you know, I think pimpology is, is an important program. Uh, even if people don't get, go there and get what they think they got, you know, which was, I want to see people have positions. <laughs> <laughs> but they learn something. I think that people are asking for that. Just talk to the counseling center. People are coming all the time asking about relationships and how do I be in one, how do I don't be in one. Yeah. And talk about men. Men take breakups a lot harder than most women do. Erin, your rebuttal. A lot of times, at least from what I've seen. They're just kind of taught not to show it, though. Yeah. Right. Especially in front of their friends. Oh, poor guy. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) No sympathy on this side of the table. (laughs) Come on. Guys are most often the creators of their own breakups. Well, it could be, but if you're talking, what I'm saying is, let's not create stereotypes. (laughs) 
<laughs> the counseling center will tell you that, that most of the people who come in for relationship difficulties will be men. Mm -hmm. And they come in because they they don't know how to handle a breakup. Well, no, because they're supposed to suck it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's told us, Wes, never. We just need to suck it up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, you know when? Wow, my chin just moved. Um, you know when boys are young and they, you know, if they cry or whatever, it's always, oh, suck it up, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So yep. we've done it to boys. You know, it's it's not anybody else's fault but us as parents and I'm not saying that I'm a parent but you know what I mean I think in our raising of, of children um, we've really done some messed up things and so parents out there <laughs> take care of it so we don't have the counseling center overrun with young men who have been broken up with well and you you, you referred to it too before when you talked about Jessica Weiner coming in and talking mm -hmm. about this language of fat and stuff. I mean, it's it's really prevalent among men now too. You see a lot among men. Men are always asking, you know, uh, do I need to lose some weight? Do how do do I look fat in this? And so so it's really it's become a type of language that we just really need to to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, as she says, and and I wrote a column last week because somebody asked me about this. Do I look fat in it? It's really not about do I look fat in this because fat is really not about a feeling. You know, people always mm -hmm. say it all the time. And my wife said, please do not use my name on the air again. But, you know, my wife has said to me at times, you know, I feel fat. And I go, what does that feel like? I mean, what does it mean to say that? What are you really saying when you say, do I look fat? Yeah. Okay. Or I feel fat. What does that mean? Because mm -hmm. it's really not. It's a, it's a language we've created about. I don't sit around and go, God, I feel slim today. You know, I don't say that. You know, or I don't. I don't say. You know, I I, I feel sore today. What does that mean? You know, mm -hmm. do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're also a guy, so it's a little different. But on the other hand, I have never heard anybody say I feel slim today. Oh, I mean, really? I said that. Yeah. I, have I, I think you're on the wrong people. I guess. But, yeah. But I think what Jessica's getting at is that those things are not, they're not right. feelings. They're about something mm -hmm. else. They're, mm -hmm. when I, when you're saying I feel slim, you're saying I feel good because mm -hmm. at yep. most, when most people are saying I feel slim for them, it's usually a positive thing. And so it's really getting back to the root of why is that so important to you? Um, and so I think Jessica's really going to be able to touch on some of those things and help a lot of women see, and she wrote a hilarious book. Um, are we allowed to say the name of oh, the Oh, yeah, book? please okay. do. So it's called Do I Look Fat in This? And it really is. I mean, parts are are not funny, but there are other parts that are just will make you laugh out loud at how much you will relate to them. Oh, exactly. <clears throat> things you say a lot. I also want to say that I, I didn't say this earlier. This event's free. Mm -hmm. Forgot to say that. It's so. uh, complimentary. <laughs> complimentary. Of yes. Olin Open Health to the public. Center, yeah. RHA, <laughs> Women's Council, and several other people. Um, around campus, in and around campus, several of the people that have, have really helped bring Jessica in. Mm -hmm. um, but what's cool about Women's Healthy Sexuality Week is, or month, is that um, we, we get so many different places to talk about women's health and to talk about women in general and uh, what it's like to be a woman and all the experiences we're going through. And going back to the vagina monologues, I am hoping that the co-directors will call in and talk about the vagina monologues because that is a, a very unique space where you actually get to talk about um, women's issues on a global level, on a local level, um, and it's one of those unique spaces. Mm -hmm. So, 
So again, but, oh, just in case they lost the number, 432-3893. Of course, still looking for the answer to our question of the day as well. What is the most sensuous thing you've done with a partner? But really, the vagina monologues, in fact, uh, you, you asked earlier about the uh, the trivia question. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I have to exempt myself from it. Uh, I wrote the PSA that, uh, that we've been running on the station. But uh, now, do we want to open this to the public? Is this something for the panel? Well, if you want to call in and tell us... <laughs> No, I think we can go around at this point. How many years do you guys think it's been on? If you know the answer. At, at MSU, you mean? At MSU, yeah. yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. Um, 15 years. A little shorter. Uh, you know, I've seen the show before, but... So I'm going to go with the eight years. A little closer. Ten years? Yes. <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> it's been on campus for since 1998. Which is really wow. exciting that it's been long-standing. Mm-hmm. Every single year, all of the uh, actresses are from the MSU community. Um, and so it's a really, really unique space. And they run February 15th and 16th. Yes. Um, 8 p.m., Passant mm-hmm. Theater in the Wharton Center. Mm-hmm. And, of course, also raising awareness about uh, violence against women, too, which Absolutely. I suppose you could tie into women's uh, healthy sexuality as well. It's a huge piece of women's, yeah. yeah, huge yeah. piece of women's sexuality um, and and body image issues, mm-hmm. and it's all tied together, um, and that's what's unique about this month. And we've been getting a lot of feedback about Women's Healthy Sexuality Month and lots of requests for Men's Healthy Sexuality Month. Isn't every month Men's Healthy Sexuality Month? <laughs> well, I thought so, but, you know, yeah? I, th- I thought we talk about penises all the time, and it's... You know, it's like the one month where we get to say vagina out loud and nobody cringes. At least most people don't cringe. Dr. D still kind of says. Mm. I never know what's coming out of your mouth, my dear. (laughs) But we have talked about men's sexuality and and how men do need some space to talk. Do you think that a men's healthy sexuality month would go over on this campus? And what do you think about that? I think it might be, I think it might serve well to dispel myths, certainly. I mean, we've talked on the show, you know, plenty about what people expect of men and, and mm-hmm. what men expect of themselves in relationships and everything like that. I think that might be, you know, a pretty healthy thing right there. Yeah. So. I think both genders, all orientations could could benefit from healthy sexuality among to everyone. To to assume that men know what healthy sexuality is would be a grave mistake. <laughs> uh it, unless you just define it in that narrow sense that they know how to use condoms and they and they do no consent, which is important, and stuff like that. That that's a narrow sense. But if you're talking about body image, if you're talking about relationships, if you're talking about uh, education and all that mm-hmm. stuff, no, I think we we could all. T- I'm not sure it'd be. You know, as you said, we've got some feedback. You know, people saying we want a men's sexuality month. I don't know how women would feel about it if we had a, a, a men's healthy sexuality month. Would would they feel comfortable with that? Uh, so sometimes I just want to say, let's just have a healthy sexuality month mm-hmm. and let mm-hmm. everybody come to the programs and, and, and enjoy that. I'm going to touch that. Well, now I think pimpology actually a good way to, to you know just to discuss that as well. I mean, of course, the uh, the catalyst part of this uh, talking about your role in a relationship. I think that you know we mentioned this earlier. That's definitely an important thing for for men to understand is you know when the breakup comes, how to deal with it before if you know God forbid that happens, how to handle it when you're in a relationship. I mean, you know, is, is that fair to say? Uh, definitely. I think in pimpology, it's about the relationship. We try to sort of trace several different uh, stages or several different um, situations you might find yourself in in a relationship. We So we start from 
uh, the catalyst and, you know, learning about yourself and trying to look for people that might, you know, work with you, um, all the way through to um, understanding what, uh, you know, how you would like to express your own uh, sexuality. Or if you go back to the beginning of the show, you know, figuring out what is sensuous to you. If you, I think if we thought back to, say, middle school, holding hands with someone was incredibly sensuous. That was like mm -hmm. the big thing for middle school, you know, or maybe a kiss, you know, later on in eighth grade. <laughs> Uh, but so it really depends where you and your partner are at in a relationship, and uh, when it comes to defining uh, what your own, uh, you know, sensuous experiences are going to be, and how those play into um, a healthy relationship and your own healthy sexuality. Absolutely. Well, we got someone calling in right now, possibly to answer this uh, very sensual question. Uh, you're on Sexposure. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Marissa Yardley. Hey, Marissa. Hi, is that you, Erin? Yes. Hi, how are you? Good. Introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, hi, my name is Marissa Yardley, and I am a co-director of the MSU Vagina Monologues on campus here. Well, great timing. We were just discussing uh, the upcoming Vagina Monologues. Oh, wonderful. Perfect. So why don't you go ahead and give us an idea about uh, what people can expect? Well, the Vagina Monologues is a show that talks about women's healthy sexuality, and it gives a lot of stories of real women and their experiences through the scope of like the vagina, and there's uh, there's a monologue about hair, there's a monologue about, like, getting sexually excited from an older woman. Um, there are monologues about, like, what it might say, if it could talk, what it might wear, and, like, <laughs> about relationships, too. And also it addresses, like, sexual abuse and um, violence in relationships. So it, it really addresses a lot of different topics in a really meaningful way because it's, it's so engaging and it talks to people in a way that um, I think a lot of people can understand it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We well, want you to know that vagina is Aaron's most favorite word. I don't know. Well, you've mentioned <laughs> masturbation too. Where would you rank them? Uh, masturbation. You know, I think they vagina, go hand in hand. Yeah. They do go hand <laughs> in hand. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, that is. Well, being a former member of the vagina monologues, vagina is definitely my number one favorite word. Absolutely. It's it's a pretty awesome word, and every time I type it, though, into um, Microsoft Word or something, it tells me that vagina plural is not a real word, and I get kind of upset about that because <laughs> it's always better in groups. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> I so, love it. So while we got you on the air, we're gonna, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, okay. Our question before you called in was the most sensuous thing that you have done, either with a partner or by yourself. Can you answer that? The most sensuous thing I've done? Sensuous. Sensuous. Um, gosh, there's a lot of them. I've been, uh, I've been in a relationship for eight years now with my boyfriend, and we, we do a lot of things. <laughs> Anything you'd care to share? <laughs> um, I don't, sen sensuous. Well, I mean, the idea of, like, trying new things in bed, like maybe tying somebody up or blindfolding them, because it, it takes a lot of trust to do things like that, and it's not really necessarily about, like, just sex. It's about being with your partner and, and feeling them and being in a, in a very intimate moment. And I think, I think things like that can be very sensual. Definitely. It's a touch and, and communication, I think are two really key things within the experiences that you just talked about. And, um, I think that those are two of the key things we always sure. talk about in terms of sensuality and, uh, the senses and what goes on when you're blindfolded or things like that. And so, yeah, definitely. 
Uh, let me ask you another question, and I know I'll put you on the spot. There's a prize pack in here for you, too. Just like uh, Make it worth what, your while. Outside of, outside of sex, what is the most sensuous thing you've done with your boyfriend as far as waking up your senses? Um, I You know, we do a lot of things together, mm-hmm. and so, gosh, <laughs> I don't know. Um. That's right. It's a tough question. Really, really important thing, and we we try different things, you know, like mouths and everything. And I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, we're gonna There's we're gonna let Jeff hook. We're still gonna give you that prize pack. Yeah, I think she's earned it more than anyone, really. <laughs> <laughs> she like didn't call in for that. That's no. <laughs> so, Marissa, has your boyfriend ever come to Vagina Monologues? Oh yeah, he's he came the the first year that I was in it uh, last year when I directed, and he's going to be there again uh, this. This year, yeah. So guys are definitely welcome at the Vagina Monologues, right? What? Men are welcome. Oh, yeah. In fact, I mean, I don't I don't want to say that the message is any more meaningful for any, any certain types of people, but I do think it's something that's important for men to hear because a lot of times at least one of those things talked about on stage has gone through their girlfriends or mothers or sisters' head. And I think it really helps under breed an understanding and communication between the sexes and, you know, also among women. So, yeah, definitely a men thing as well as a woman thing. Yeah. Great. Anything else you want to talk about with vagina monologues? Um, just that I think it's a really, really important thing for everybody to see because it does talk about women's healthy sexuality and it, it opens up a dialogue that I think is really, really important, especially concerning sexual violence and um, sexual abuse. And I think that opening up that dialogue and talking about it is really important because if you can't talk about it when things are going well, you're never going to be able to talk about it when something goes wrong or something happens. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important that people hear a lot of these stories and a lot of these viewpoints. Definitely. I think it's an excellent point. Well, thank you so much for calling in and telling us all about it. And, of course, uh, the uh, the event is going on. Let's see. Oh, shoot. I'm, I Just before I bring it up, I'm almost blank on the date. Uh, 15th and 16th, is that right? Yes. Yes, yes, it is. At 8 p.m. over at the uh, Wharton Center. Yep. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for calling in. Oh, yeah, you got and one we'll more thing. I'll have your prize pack for you. Of course. Can't forget that. <laughs> thanks. Oh, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't even expect anything. I just called to talk about sexuality. Well, <laughs> I put you on the spot, so you're going to get a double prize. Then back. everyone wins. <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right, well, thanks so much for calling in. Okay, thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes, and of course, uh, you know, mentioning the vagina monologues, of course, that's part of our impact love contest as well, in addition to all the other good stuff. And we're still hoping we've got 15 or 13 minutes left in the hour to see if anyone can come down to G4 Holden Hall, tell us their most romantic Valentine's Day story. It doesn't have to be anything uh, embarrassing, hopefully, but uh, something that's uh, just very romantic that'll warm our hearts here over in, uh, over in Holden Hall. So again, uh, lots of great uh, stuff on the way for you to that do. topic again, because we're going we're to talk about the passion plays and the things you can do, but, mm-hmm. you know, asking her the questions, and she was great, by mm-hmm. the way. Oh, yeah. But but she's a lot like everyone that we out there when when the word sensuality comes up or when intimacy comes up right away we've kind of been conditioned to think of sex right away I think mm-hmm. many of us have and I think that's where I think programs like Pimpology and Jessica come to camps and stuff when you start looking at all those other things that that, that bring importance into your life that create intimacy you know the holding of hands I love that you know, I still walk <laughs> out in public with I've been married 14 years and my wife and I we always hold hands wherever we go and some people look at us and go. 
You guys live together? <laughs> You've been together that long? No, I think it's, to me, holding hands is one of the most sensuous things I can do because I can feel connected to her without, without having to, you know, jump in the closet and do it, you know. <laughs> feel that intimacy. <laughs> uh, but, but I think, I think, you know, people go to that right away because, mm-hmm. you know, I, when we pose a question, it's the most sensuous thing. I'll bet you nine out of ten callers would call and say, well, you know, when we tied each other up and we did it up to flying trapeze, you know, it's not necessarily have to involve sex. That's the flying trapeze. <laughs> that might be the most yeah. sensuous thing. You know, that's you know? pretty intense. You know, when, I, when, I, when I saw the impact love contest, I thought that was kind of an S&M thing, like impact love contest. <laughs> no, actually, that comes from an old Ann Landers uh, column where someone wrote in and said that they... They heard screaming coming from the neighbor's house. And this is a true story. They heard screaming coming from the neighbor's house. And they ran in there and they found uh, uh, the neighbor wife tied hand and foot to the bed. And they found the neighbor husband uh, knocked out cold with a Batman mask on. And they were, they were into S&M and into fantasies. And he attempted to jump off the, the uh, uh, dresser onto the bed. But he hit his head on the ceiling fan and knocked himself out. Oh, no. So... He was he was there knocked out and she was tied hand and foot. So Safety she, uh, first, people. Safety yes. first. Uh, all she could do was scream. So the, the the advice Ann Landers gave was, you know, to to each his own, whatever fantasy and sensuality you want to do, but do it safely. Absolutely. So, it's a true story, actually. So, so if we if we were to talk about things that we could suggest that were sensuous on campus that people could do. You know, what would be some of your adv- advice that you give to people, things that you've done in the past? We started off by asking everyone what's their idea of sens- sensuousness and what you might do, but what are some of those things? Well, I think, personally, my favorite thing to do is uh, go out to eat. Anything that involves food is my all-time favorite. Maybe that's why I'm doing the Sexual Appetites program. Um, but I think that going out to eat can be one of the most sensuous experiences because you can talk, smell the food, eat, it involves taste. It's just, it's perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. you could sit there, hold hands, touch each other. You could just sit across the table and talk. Um, it's something you do with family, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wife. It's, I think, the most perfect thing to do, <laughs> personally. <laughs> I'm a big fan of food, too. Um, mm-hmm. I love the fall colors. So for me... You know, adding food in there, you can go on picnics anywhere around campus, taking something with you, with anybody, not just a significant other, but friends, siblings, mm-hmm. parents even. See, I mean, the food is definitely a big one for me, but not so much the going out, but actually like staying in and making something. Oh, yeah, creation. With them. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you both, you're, you're sharing the creation of something, like you just said. Yeah, it's, you know, should we add this, should we add that? Like, I like, kind of like it this way, you know. You definitely get to learn something more about the other person, too, I think, along the way. Exactly. Like, when I... <clears throat> With my boyfriend, I cook for him all the time, and that, I get some of the best looks of appreciation and some of the best hugs. Like Food just, love. but yeah, just like the fact that he really, really appreciates the fact that I take the time to make like his favorite meals, and it really brings us, it brings us closer. I think. Yeah, and who doesn't like a pat on the back for a job well done? Oh, that's not why I do it. I but know. still, I know. Yeah. What are some other ideas? Well, I think I agree. Like picnics but just taking a walk like the simple like hiking or going for a walk or seeing what's going on around campus I think can be really exciting and fun and occasionally you run into other friends and you know that just kind of snowballs into an even more good time with more relationships Mm -hmm. we've got some great gardens on campus too just Mm -hmm. great you know it's this sounds kind of simple and you know but I've definitely done that as well you take a little walk through you know the Mm -hmm. uh, the great uh, fauna that we have on campus, I suppose, foreign <laughs> fauna. But uh, you know, I, it's it sounds silly, but it's, I 
I always like that. Yeah, the really the teaching garden right by the libraries. I love because mm-hmm. you can touch oh, yeah. things and mm-hmm. you can taste things, especially like on Saturdays when the um, curators are. I think so. Is that what they're called? They're Let's there and yes. they, they kind of take you around <laughs> and they teach you how to use the garden and that kind of stuff. That's really fun and exciting. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. That's some of the cheapest dates around. I mean, go mm-hmm. feed the ducks, go to the children's garden. Right, right. Hey, Julie, I'm a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel the best about things when my boyfriend and I do things as friends. Like, it's not just about sex. It's about being friends. And when you can do those goofy things together, Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever it may be, you really can walk away from that feeling really good because, hey, I'm here with my best friend. Mm -hmm. And that only can draw you closer. Mm -hmm. So no matter what it is, I mean, whatever it is, as long as it's safe. And fun. Safety first. Safety first. Of course. As, as Batman taught Things like that might be going to some of the programs this week. Mm-hmm. You can go as friends and learn together. I actually mm-hmm. might try to take my boyfriend to the vagina monologues if oh. I promise to pay. I better go. I better <laughs> go. Oh, I can't say price, but it's it's relatively. It's I mean, I write. Mil- I write. Might actually get him to go. It might be good. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Evan, you got something for us over there? I was just going to say, for students on campus, I know sometimes it's uh, it's hard to get uh, you know out into the city and off campus uh, for things like Valentine's Day when it's kind of in the middle of the week. I think the more you can associate uh, you know a place with maybe a specific uh, day or a specific time in your relationship. I've never tried this, but I've heard that if you go to uh, the top of one of the parking garages on campus at night, you can see the stars, and it's really romantic. Oh. You can I see had a date of all of campus. Oh, yeah. So it might be a little cold, uh, you know, for February, but uh, also other great landmarks around campus. You know, the Beaumont Tower, um, which has a great uh, kind of fairy tale myth if you look it up about it, uh, which is very cute. Hmm. Could be good for a date, um, or even you know, as I think Aaron said, taking a walk around campus, kind of exploring the gardens, uh, you know, that you maybe never knew existed, um, are really great in the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're giving, we have a list in front of us. It's, a, it's an older list, but I think we should take time in the last few minutes and give people some, some more suggestions about what they can do for Valentine's Day. I mean, I'm going to start with the first one, which, which to me, touch is one of, the, one of the senses that we're born with and that really predominates. So give each other massages with scented oils. I mean... I mean, I'm not really, I don't want to call it cheap dates or cheap things, but there's so many things you can do that can be so rewarding and sensuous that really don't cost anything. So I'm going to use that one first of all. Anyway. Oh, you're over, I'm sorry, yeah. I had my head down. Um, you know, I think, I think it goes back to planning. Um, and it's really about taking the time out to think about um, what can be innovative and not necessarily focusing on the cost of something, but thinking about something that's really original. And one of the most original dates I've ever been on was going to feed the ducks. Um, scary, safety first, <laughs> but very sensuous. No, I got, I got chased by the ducks with the bag of bread in my hand, screaming down the but it was fun too. So okay, someone's good luck. What other things on the list, folks? You see I like that? I like this. If we're talking about senses and like hearing, I see here listening to each other's heartbeat. Very it seems simple, but I, I honestly, I really like I like doing something like that. It's just a quiet, uh, 
Just a quiet moment. Mm-hmm. We're taking a nap together. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's always good. Spooning. Spooning is It's true. Well, even on the list here, for those who are into the, the sports, it's lift weights together. Mm-hmm. Exercise yeah. together can be sensuous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Or go to sporting events together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. Um, Swing in a hammock. Swing in a hammock. <laughs> that, you know, cool my neighbors like... have a hammock up on their balcony. <gasps> I always wondered like, <laughs> it stays up there because it's like kind of just. I thought you were gonna say I always wondered if they did stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was yeah, expecting. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Then again, though, not, not a bad idea. We're talking about uh, things to do. There you, you know. go. <laughs> hey, Wes, where, Evan, what do you see on this list here? I think flirt with one another is great, and that's mm-hmm. something that I think gets lost sometimes yep. when you're further into a relationship, so mm-hmm. trying to, uh, you know, just, even if they're really corny, you know, once you're in the relationship, mm-hmm. it's even more cute, right, right? right? Just, you know, try those again and, you know, uh, drop some of those cute little uh, pickup lines and see what the reaction is. <laughs> I think it's corny very fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Corny is good. I, the one I was looking at here, uh, leave each other love notes. Uh Sort of a, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if habit's the right word, but one thing that my girlfriend and I tend to do is uh, if if there's been a lot of snow on each of our cars, just kind of, you know, draw a little something nice. in the snow and then you know just leave it for the next morning. It, That's you know, great. it's it's kind of it's kind of silly, but it really uh, you know it kind of it's kind of fun to come to your car in the morning when it's all snowy. Like ugh, I gotta clean it off, but then there's something nice. You know, my my uh, in our bathroom, you know, it was foggy one day in there <laughs> uh, from taking a shower, and my wife wrote on, on on the window there, "I love you," and she must have had some type of lotion or something on her hand. But it's been on there for eight years now. Even, even as we clean the window, every time we clean the window, it still stays there. It's like it's like she did it in soap, and every time it fogs up, it comes out. Oh, that's true. The next people to own that house thing is, is going to think it's haunted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do not tell my wife. That. <laughs> we will be moving in an instant. So what else on the list? Dance so together. We've got a hundred and one to go through here. My goodness. That's a good one. Oh, Dance yeah. together yeah. in your room. Yeah. Yes. Dance parties are a favorite mm-hmm. in my apartment, for sure. You know, this one parties. says, surprise your date with a bouquet of balloons. I don't know quite about balloons, but I'm thinking, you know, you surprise your significant other or someone you care about with something that means something to them, mm-hmm. even if it's really little. You know, their favorite candy bar or bring them a cup of hot chocolate or, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. It, that's really meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. I love the little things. Definitely. Well, take a, take a stroll in the snow. And then have hot chocolate later. Doesn't that sound to me? That sounds like cool. Yeah. Or go get a pedicure together. That's fun. <laughs> got, it is fun. I went on a date like that once. Now we've got uh, one minute to go here, it's and we fun. have a caller. Yeah. So let's get to this caller okay. right away. Last minute caller. You're on uh, Sexposure. Go ahead. Or or maybe not. Oh, looks like we lost the caller. Oh. His idea was sensu- of sensuousness was talking erotically on the phone. Yes, to our engineer <laughs> Kevin. Phone sex. There's, there's yeah. so many on here. Feed grapes to one another. Take take a steamboat ride. Rent uh, erotic videos. That's my favorite. Shop for condoms together. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is so fun. <laughs> make uh, make really? ice cream sundaes. Tell each other what feels good. Everybody yeah, else yeah. is avoiding <laughs> what we just said. <laughs> no, I agree. You can go and do snow angels. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Well, we have, a, we have a pamphlet here that's at all, and it's mm-hmm. called 101 Passion Plays, Adventures in, in Enjoyment, we'll call it. Adventures in Enjoyment. There's all kinds of things here that, you know, I think will help uh, give you some ideas about what's sensuous and how to go about it. 
Mm-hmm. Certainly, yeah, there's a lot of great information and great uh, you know tools available at the uh, Owen Health Center. Great, you know, of course the, the the lube and the condoms and all sorts of great stuff that we've been offering from our prize packs tonight. Well, we are out of time unfortunately here at Sex Exposure, but uh, thanks to all of Olin, the entire staff at Olin for, for being here, uh, <laughs> and uh, for you at home, thanks for listening. And we're going to throw things over to the Progressive Torch and Twang, easily one of the best shows we've got here on the Impact. So uh, of course we'll be back next month with more Sex Exposure and uh, next week with more regular Impact Exposure. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.